Welcome to the Apotheosis, a StarKid fancast dedicated to untangling the mysteries of Hatchetfield, one implication at a time. I'm Mina. And I'm Ramona. Get, Get your, your cup, cup of poison, poison coffee and, and let's begin. begin. In today's episode, we talk again about the Lords in Black, particularly new ideas we've had and things that we learned thanks to Nightmare Time Season 2. So, a lot on Nibbly and Pokey. But first, our StarKid Spotlight is on... James Tolbert. James Winston Tolbert II was born on August 7th, 1989, is 32, a Virgo, and a graduate from the University of Michigan. The first StarKid show that he choreographed was a Barry Potter sequel followed by Twisted, The Guy Who Didn't Like Musical with Lauren Lopez, and Black Friday. Over quarantine, James did four live streams of StarKid songs. He offers coaching with acting, musical theater, and dance on Artists and Beyond. He has been an understudy for the role of Sky in Mamma Mia when the first cruise ship production traveled to the Royal Caribbean. James was also in the ensemble cast for the Broadway national tour of Mary Poppins. Another prominent role includes... Simba in an adapted production of The Lion King for Disneyland in California and Hong Kong. He is an ordained minister. James's Hatchetfield roles are Xander Lee, Security Guard, Sniglots, Corrupt Man, Blinky, Vice President Bob Morris, Northville Student, Barker, Tree Person, Judge, River Monroe, <laughs> Trevor, Lars Metzger, Nighthawk, Noah, Technician, Announcer, Nurse, Audio Guy, Charles, and Kid. His character's mortality rate is 13.6%. That's amazing. All right, the stage is set. It's showtime. Let's begin. All right, we're back for our Lords in Black part two, and this is episode four. What do we want to do first? Um, let's start with the Nibbly one. Well, we first get introduced to Nibbly via the it's like a sacrifice, right? Like It's called the offering. Yeah, the offering. And unfortunately, like, Linda is being sacrificed. Linda. So, like, that process is so strange. Like, I don't really get how it all works. He he craves the, the power, the woman who wants to be Honey Queen the most. Mm-hmm. And through that, he'll, like, eat her and then like, take the form of her body, and then he'll be able to walk her form for one night a year, and he's only able to do that on the eve of the Honey Festival, right? Yeah, okay. You're right. It says, one night a year on the eve of the Honey Festival, Niblinephim, a lord in black, may walk the earth, if he is given the flesh to inhabit, and when he comes, he must feast, Mm -hmm. is the line. So, it's... It's unclear whether or not he, like, after eating Linda, because you keep saying it like he becomes Linda, and the first time I watched it, I did not interpret it that way, but now I'm really curious if that is how it works. I mean, I don't know if he'll, like, become her, but I think he'll, like, take over her body, and, like, others will interpret him as her, like, like, oh, that's Linda walking down the street, but really, oh, no, it's nibbly in her body. I think maybe it's like that. So is it possession? I, yeah, because the line, if he's given the flesh to inhabit, the whole thing with him is he has, they throw Linda to him, and, and there's, no, they just throw her on the ground next to the mound of pig corpses. Rotting pig flesh, yeah. Yes. 
and then they do some creepy mystical chanting, probably. Yeah. Yeah, that was the black book stuff. Yeah. And it says the dead pig carcasses begin to, like... Undulate, right? I think, yeah, undulate and writhe are the words. And they mold together into a new form that is nibbly. So he already has a physical form, because otherwise he can't eat a person. So he becomes a furry pink nightmare, is the thing. Where is he getting his fur from? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, pigs have a little bit of hair. And it describes him differently. It describes him with, like, a long neck. I know! His thing is so scary. And then the doll is, uh, the doll is different. The doll doesn't have a long, like, pig neck. Well, I think the dolls are different than the actual things by a lot. Probably. Yeah. If the monsters were real. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the picture we have in the Black Book of Tinky is much different from the little doll, which is terrifying in its own way. Mm -hmm. But this one, he's nibbly, is a furry pink nightmare. And he's got hundreds of pig teeth that coalesce at the end of a worm-like neck yeah. to form a grotesque <laughs> smile. So he eats her, and then what happens? Well, this is the debate here. I think then maybe his form is more solidified, kind of. Is That's not the best word, but he's now able to... Maybe his pig-created self is unstable, and eating a human will allow him to stay in this terrifying form. Oh. So, if he gets the flesh to inhabit, he'll be able to stay for uh, one night a year. Mm-hmm. So, while he's in the pig form, he'll only be able to stay for maybe like an hour or something? Maybe. Well, he's in this... I don't know. Does he become Linda? Is our question here, and I'm not sure. I. And then, is Linda aware of it? Like, if that happens, or does she just die? I think Linda dies. It's so... I love the end of that episode. And so so ends the reign of Linda Monroe, Hatchetfield's newest honey queen. queen. Yeah, it's great. Um, So I think she definitely dies. She's been eaten by this terrifying mouth Mm. thing. So eating a person, it's going to mess up, like... So he's... Like he's such an awkward conversation. He's ingesting her. Yes, he's ingesting her, which is going to mess up the way her body looks. Yeah. So I think he stays in this monstrous form of Mm. his. But he's able to walk around. What does he even do? I was just going to bring that up. Like, why why does he want this? What? And then the song, one of the lines is, unlike the others, he'll devour you. Yeah. Which I think is kind of strange. And the song... They kind of make a big deal about him being different from his other brothers, Mm -hmm. which I think is strange. Yeah, I really like... I kind of, when I first heard the song, was centering on the fact that they mentioned the others, which Mm -hmm. they've been mentioned by name together before, but that's it. Yeah. So, it was just strange. Oh, and I had a thing. I think it's weird that presumably he can only take, like, the shape form offering of women since it's the honey festival Mm. i think that's yeah that's that's odd (laughs) um why nibbly what are you doing do you have anything about that the whole thing with the pageant is kind of an awkward thing that's gender-based and i don't know 
Well, I think it's just who wants it the most. I don't know if... Because what makes Linda so sweet to him is that she wanted this bad. Yeah. I don't know. I think they just use the Honey Queen pageant as a channel to get this person. Yeah. But I, I don't feel like gender would have an effect on how badly you want yeah, Something. that makes sense. I... And then once Linda is... So she gets brought to the Witchwood by her father, by Roman. And we find out that he's probably been doing this for years, right? Like, he's been mm. in the know about this for oh, years. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Probably, like, decades, maybe. Mm-hmm. And... Like, he's totally on board with it. He loves it. Yeah. There's madness and joy in his eyes. Yeah. So, I had a thing. And I'm wondering if maybe Linda was destined to be the Honey Queen. Since at mm. the beginning of the of the story, he calls her Piglet. And that was just because of her nose. Because it stuck up at the end. Yeah. But, like, maybe that was just foreshadowing to the audience. But I don't think so since, like... He knew about Nibley, like, at the beginning of the story. So I feel like maybe Linda was always meant to be the the newest Honey Queen that year or something. I'm not sure. I am leaning towards it being foreshadowing towards the audience myself. But I think this is because he is annoyed that Linda has entered this contest. Oh, yeah. He does He's not, not happy about it He does all. not want her there. Yeah. He feels like she's disrespecting this tradition thing Mm. that he has by entering and i don't know maybe he's just that terrible of a person (laughs) who would want his daughter to do to end up being sacrificed yeah maybe (laughs) but i yeah i'm kind of leaning towards it being foreshadowing yeah and also the, he says that her sons will um, get like wealth and power. Yes, I love. I wanted to go into this too. In exchange for our offering, Nibley will gift us wealth and power. Mm-hmm. That made me think of. There's lots of people in Hatchetfield who we already know of who are mm-hmm. very wealthy and powerful, and so that made me think of. Do they have any other connection to the Lords, and have they been a part of this festival, and like? activity for years like, i think it, what's going on there i think it's likely that the other kind of wealthy people that we've seen or have at least some tie to this church maybe yeah one of their ancestors was a part of it mm. or something or maybe they themselves like the high rollers are probably at least some of them the high rollers are the people who are watching in the rollerama and at least some of them probably yeah, definitely. Know what's going on. And Sheila, we know for a fact, is. Oh, yeah, of course. And She was the one who I thought of, yeah. Yeah, and Sherman has... He has a line, and I am i don't remember if it's growing up or growing old, but he says one of them is for poor people. And we know that one of the things in the Black Book keeps you young. Mm-hmm. Because his mother has been doing the spell to keep her young for like a hundred years yeah i don't understand why she wouldn't use it on sherman yeah that's a good point because we know she's extremely overprotective of him 
Maybe in order for Sherman to have the gift, she has to give it up. We're extremely off topic at this point, but it's okay. Yeah, it's fine. He's talking like, why won't you give it to me? Yeah. He he knows that it's a thing. I was going to say that maybe she's just really selfish, but... She is, yeah. She Yeah, she's really selfish, but also she cares a lot about her son, so I don't know. She cares about him not wanting crunchy pieces in his cereal, <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, um, I don't know. Let's try to get back on topic, though. Yeah, what were we talking about before? So, who else is there? There's obviously Linda, Sherman. Is that it? There's more people, right? Roman. I mean, you could make the argument that Higgins has a lot of money oh, with yeah. his giant house. I say definitely Higgins. Like, he's got horses. He's got, he's got a stable, a greenhouse, a, like a mansion, a lab. He lives in the woods. Like, that guy's got a lot of money. Well, does he live in the woods or on the edge of town? No, he lives in the woods. He lives though, right? in the woods? It says in uh, 8 Man that he lives in the woods, right? I, I don't remember if it was in the woods or on the edge of town. Oh, like, by the woods. I don't know. Either way, he lives somewhere Either way. near the woods. Yeah, Hitchens has got stuff going on. Yeah. At least a couple other people who were... Who were named. Had lots of money. Um, or at least that we... Linda's... Um, put together. Who have lots gossip of money. friends. Oh, yeah. Probably some of the other people entering the pageant. Mm-hmm. Charles? Eddie? Yeah, I say definitely. But I think Eddie is ignorant of the whole thing. But Charles, yeah. definitely. <laughs> yeah, Charles is just throwing money everywhere. Um, just willing to give away what? Like, $130 million? $130 million? Something like that? It's $100 million, and he says that Otho was his trillion-dollar pal. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, anyone else who could be getting their wealth and power from this? Maybe some of the CCRP execs. Yeah. Oh, maybe Gary. I mean, he's Gary. a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe those are just, like, the most obvious ones. But, I mean, there's a crowd of high rollers yeah. at this thing, so there are others. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the Honey, the Honey Festival is probably just made for Nibley, right? Or was it just made for the Hatchetville I'm not sure. Just have fun? I'm kind, I kind of feel like, or do you have anything on it before I go off? I think probably, but I don't really have anything to say yes. I just like that idea, yeah. I feel like that the Honey Festival, maybe, because the festival isn't all about nibbling. Oh yeah, you're right. The the Honey Queen pageant is... For you're right, you're right. But the festival itself is kind of, it's the whole town. Yeah, it's got like a music festival part of that and uh, games. Perky's Buds was gonna have a stand. Other things would have had stands probably too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I don't, I don't think the whole thing's for Nibley. The I think the pageant was created for Nibley in order to get someone who would taste sweet to him in this episode we were also introduced to the church of the starry children briefly but still they appeared Mm. and i'm wondering if do you think this is just for nibley or for all of the lords in general oh it's probably for all of them right 
I mean, so far we've only seen it for Nibley, but I think it's probably for all of them. I don't know about Tanky since I don't. Tanky's so weird. I don't think he has any sniggles. I feel like he knacks alone. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Tanky's. He's just. Well, I don't know. Nibley maybe dethroned Tinky on the scariest factor for me. I'm not sure. Yeah. Maybe it's just because he ate Linda. <laughs> um, yeah. But I. I'm not sure. I a part of me says it's for everyone because they had the black book before. Mm-hmm. Sheila says something about it or maybe Roman says something about it being taken years before. Yeah. But I I also feel like it's just for Nibley because or may, at least not for Pokey because Otho hates the high rollers. Oh, yeah, you're right. He looks at them with disgust, I think is what it says. Well, even if it is for Nibley, they 100% know about the other lords. Yeah. With Roman being her father, do you think Linda knows much about the church? No. I rewatched Honey Queen yesterday, and she seems extremely surprised. I agree. I don't think... She seems freaked out, like, not only by Nibley, but she seems like her... Like, not just, like, her dad's betraying her to this giant, like, mouth god, but, like, he has been worshipping this god, and she has had no idea about it for years. I agree. I don't think she knows either. Yeah. But I am a little curious where she thinks her father's money came from growing up. Well, maybe it's like what Ethan said, like, the stock market. Oh, yes, the stock market (laughs) solves all your problems. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess I thought it was weird at the time, but I don't know if I think it's as weird anymore. But I made a note that Linda was the sweetest woman in Hatchetfield. Like, there's no one else who craves, I guess, power and to be adored. And she still wants that in this sense, though, right? I assume maybe he's more powerful or something when he eats someone who tastes sweet to him. There's a line, I think it's, Nibbly is a creature of hunger, desire, and passion. Yeah, that's it. That's and what that's what of. makes you so sweet to him because you wanted it the most. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. So, would there be no one else in Hatchetfield who would, like, want it as much? Like, obviously there's Zoe, but I don't know. There is, because every year they have this thing, and every year who wants um, it the most changes. This is the true. 75th Honey Queen pageant. So, at least the pageant's been going on for 75 years. But I think this kind of ritual offering thing has probably been going before that. Just the pageant is an easier way to find. Oh, do you think that the lips in the theme song are nibbly? Or do you think they're just a reference to Rocky Horror? I think it's a reference to Rocky Horror. I'd love it if, if it was Nibbly, though. I know, but then <laughs> it'd, be funny. it'd be weird because the others don't show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it still makes you wonder, though, like, why are they there? Like, they just seem very out of place. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Roman at one point says the Honey Festival is about ringing in the season. This is back to what we were talking about before. But he says the Honey Festival is about ringing in the season of Nibbly Ephem. Not the pageant. Kind of goes against what I was saying earlier. So I'm not sure. Oh, like if it was designed just for Nibley? Yeah. Yeah. 
it's weird that sort of not all the lords are equal since like their levels of power are different since like Nibley gets I guess he gets this whole festival and the others don't I think part of it is just what we've been exposed to yeah maybe that's true too we've seen their names appear uh twice now in the stories in a specific order it's first mention uh Jane's car when Jane's patient is reading it out over the car in one of the first scenes and the order goes Bakotho, Blicklotep, Tenoi Caraxes, Nibble and Ephem, and then Wagagurath. And it goes again, Witch in the Web, when Lex slash Willabella is pulling out the dolls from her backpack. And then then the latest uh, Starkin merch, it's written on the shirts in that way too. And so at first I thought maybe it was just like their birth order, but I kind of think that it's like their level of power. Like, Pokey is the least powerful, and then Wiggly is the most powerful. I think those two things could correlate. Mm -hmm. But I'm not sure about power, since, like, Tinky's in the middle, but, like, time seems really important and powerful, right? Well, the thing is, he's time and space. Yeah. Which is just about everything. Exactly. But that specific order has happened like two times in canon and one time in merch and that's no accident like yeah what is happening i think what you first said maybe birth order if that's how these things were created yeah if that's how it is because you mentioned it first who do you think is youngest and oldest Wiggly is probably the oldest right yeah i agree completely because his title is the lord in black i feel like if there's a leader it is wiggly of course yeah and he's the one who we've seen actually physically appear first, too, mm-hmm. which I think is definitely significant. And then that would make Pokey the youngest. Do you think, is there anything else that it could be other than, like, age or power level? So, the, I mean, the only other thing I can think of is, it's not like a list, since, like, the map of Hatchetfield doesn't list, but it's like, who gets to reign over like a certain part of Hatchetfield? Like if you, I guess it would work if you cut it into fifths, but maybe like each gets like a a certain part of Hatchetfield if you cut it into fifths. And that brings me on to another topic, which is we never see them in a different part of Hatchetfield other than a designated spot, right? Like. We are introduced to them in a certain spot, and yeah. they never leave that spot. That's why I really like the thing with those dots on the map correlating to each of them. But I also, I don't think these guys would share. I don't oh, no. think they'd share this They don't thing share. They don't other. do that. They're not polite. They don't do manners. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Tinky. Tinky shows up in an alley. Oh. Well, Yeah. But I feel like Tinky would be the one to get an exception. Tinky would get an exception if any of them were to. Yeah. But I think part of it is just maybe they have more power in this area. Or maybe they can only enter to the world in this area. Yeah. Or something like that. Or maybe that's why Nibbly being able to walk the earth is such a big deal. Because the others can't move. But I feel like yeah. they'd be able to move. Well, Blinky can move. He can walk around Watcher World. Yeah, but Watcher World is still yeah, it's fairly a small. contained 
place. Yeah. True. And then that sort of, if they each do have, like, a specific location, they each kind of play with, like, a specific person, too, you know? Yeah. Like, well. Pokey has Paul, Blinky has Bill, Tinky has Ted, Nibbly has Linda, and Wiggly has Linda, too, kind of. Which is weird. Like, why did Nibley and Wiggly both get one person? I know like, a lot of people center on this a lot, and I understand why. But I feel like them playing with a certain person is just kind of how we're introduced to this. Because Nibley eats someone every year. Um, it is not, he's not targeting Linda specifically. He just wants someone... But Wiggly definitely does. Wiggly definitely targets Linda. If if people are tied to a specific one, Linda and Wiley are both. Well, Wiley is debatable. Linda's definitely with Wiggly because yeah, 100%. she's the mother. Mm-hmm. And... And Wiggly chose her. And I don't know how much he chose, like, Wiley. Yeah, Wiley... I feel like that one was more, like coincidence yeah i think he just like this guy just came to the black and white he was like oh i can use him Uh, yeah (laughs) and then with the others paul and pokey i guess we never really see them directly interact they never directly interact unless well they kind of do because pokey is controlling all of his infectees is that a word yeah that's a word um all the people he's infected he's Controlling them, essentially. Yeah. And so when Paul talks to them, Pokey talks back. Yeah, so he kind of talks to Pokey, but also not directly. Hannah does talk directly to Pokey. But I do not think Hannah is directly tied to any of them, in the sense that Linda... No, if anything, she would be tied to Webby. Yeah. Bill... And Blinky. I think it's Bill and Alice. I really don't understand why people go yeah. Bill is the one. I know. That one's always a stretch to me when I like hear that one. The other ones make much more sense. And also with Blinky, he's targeting everyone who goes to this park. It's not just Bill and Alice. Bill and Alice are just the ones that we watch yeah, get true. messed with. And Tinky has probably messed with people in the past as well. Yeah, he's got a full box of them. Yeah. So I feel like Wiggly's the only one who's got this this one person who is, I well, maybe yeah. two, Wiley and Linda. But Linda's like... She's like the main. Linda's required in order for Wiggly to get to Earth some for some reason. But Wiggly also has Wiley. This is kind of... Wiggly has a lot of powers. Yes. He can do Com- a lot. Compared to the others. That's part of why I feel like he's the most powerful or the main one if there is a main one yeah so i'm not sure about the whole one person tied to each and then the same thing with the letter thing is interesting Mm -hmm. i think that's no coincidence i think that's strange there's poking paul blinking bill tinking ted and then wiggly and linda and then Nibbly and Linda. Those ones don't work, but the first three do. If you did Wiggly and Wiley. Oh, yeah. But then Nibbly and it doesn't hold up, which kind of... I mean, you could 
Yeah. You could do Nibley and Roman, but that one still doesn't work. Yeah. If you wanted to do, like, a different person who he plays with, I guess, but he doesn't really play with him. Or, like, target him or go after him. Yeah. I don't... I don't know if it's a thing, because it doesn't hold up. Maybe it's just coincidence, but it also sounds suspicious at the very least. Yeah, definitely. But it just... Because it falls flat with Nibley, I don't know if it's a thing that we should center on too much. If it was a thing, what would it mean? Is there anyone with an end name? Noelle. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, maybe. Yes. (laughs) Um, no. Are there really no end names in Hatchetfield? Oh, Nora. Yeah. (sighs) Nora. Nora hasn't showed up again yet. And she is tied to Zoe. She's tied to Zoe, but... Mm. You never know. And there's, like, there's a handful of people who we don't know who their first names are. Who's left that we don't know the first name of? Like, Miss Holloway. Do we oh, know, yeah, Miss uh, Holloway. <laughs> do we know Meemaw's first name? No. <laughs> so there's her. It's Meemaw Chambers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the, I mean, there's probably others we're just not thinking yeah, of right now. Yeah, those are, like, the main ones. Anything else on the Nibley one? Oh, so my question is, how did he get out of the black and white? Mm. Yeah. Like, what's he doing here? How did he come here? Since he's probably, like, the second most powerful lord after Wiggly, and Wiggly has, is having a time getting out of the black and white. Like, yeah, Wiggly's gotta do <laughs> whole portal thing Mm -hmm. nibbly just needs this small group of dedicated followers yeah it's probably only like do a ritual and then he's able to come through but only for one night a year which is probably why it's easier wiggly wanted something more permanent i guess so yeah yeah if it's according to the black book then it's only like five followers or so five or seven well if that's the same ritual the thing in the picture Mm mm-hmm yeah. Which I don't think it is because they have the knife in the picture. Oh, yeah. And they just throw Linda to the ground in the offering. Do you think he eats her or he just, like, swallows her whole? Like, does he chew? I think he chews. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta put those pig teeth to work. Nibbly's not gonna risk choking to death. <laughs> I think I'm ready for Pokey, yeah. Okay. Okay. Pokey. I loved the Yellow Jacket episode so much. Yes. Um, what do we want to do first? Let's talk about, like, what he is. What is going on with him? In the show? Or Pokey? Like, Pokey. Because, so we meet Otho, who is not Pokey. Otho was created in a lab, presumably by CCRP, because they do all this messed up stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. So Eddie says to Ethan after the Hannah's first match with Spitfire slash Sophia, Eddie says to Ethan, he's some kind of experiment. Scientists went to space, landed on a meteor, and brought back something with them, a substance. They spliced it with human DNA and grew him in a lab. So Otho, and also Webby kind of gives us a thing on this too because she says... He's trapped in 
a human form for now. Mm-hmm. So Otho is not Pokey. Different name, even. When we first got it, when we first watched it, I know. and the announcer said Otho, I laughed so hard because I thought instead of Pokey, they named him Otho just to spite yeah. everyone because <laughs> everyone gets the names right away. Yeah. So yeah, Otho and Pokey are separate beings, but Pokey is able to kind of speak through Otho. I think... Pokey controls Otho like he does the infectees, but because he's doing it through this conduit of a person, he's got less powers than he does when he, when the meteor actually hits. So, was Pokey, like, he wasn't literally the meteor, right? I don't think so. I think maybe he was in there or something. I don't know. In a little carved, like, little hidey hole in the middle or something. Yeah. (laughs) The way Pokey is a hive mind, so maybe he's just a virus. He doesn't have a physical form. Mm. Yeah, that would work for like their their levels of um of power. Since he, if he doesn't have like a physical shape, he can only take the shape of like maybe the goo in Guy or something. Yeah, but the whole thing with the mask is a physical thing that. Otho, when spliced with Pokey's goo stuff, which is probably the substance that he was talking about, when the goo is spliced with human DNA, Otho was created, and he has the mask thing, which is a physical object that would make sense if Pokey himself had. Like, the, the puppet that we see, the boy, the Otho, he's, like, he's not human, right? Well... No. Or is he... He's more of, he, like, a creation. Like, um, M-Droid or Paul 23 or something. Not to the same extent as them, but... Or like, the same kind of kind of idea? Yeah, he's... I think when Hannah looks in the black viewing box, he's described as something more than human. So he's... He's part human, but yeah. not entirely. He's... He's got a human form... Mostly, he's just got a really pale skin and thick blue veins, as mm-hmm. well as that mask and ginormous, terrifying, and amazing puppet eyes. He looks so good. Like, the puppet was amazing. Oh, whose DNA do you think it got spiced with? Oh! Do you think we know? Oh. Can you make any guesses? Well, we know Emma sold her DNA to CCRP for $200. Do you think it was her? I don't know. I mean, maybe. <laughs> that would be funny. I don't know. There aren't a whole lot of characters that would sell their DNA to see I mean, yeah. But they also got Paul's really easily just off of a coffee cup. So any of their employees or anyone who, like Emma, sold their DNA. Oh, something I, I found this weird. In I found this a little just kind of slightly off. <clears throat> Interesting. With Otho fighting Hannah, Yellow Jacket. Or wait, it was not with Hannah. It was with Spitfire. Um, Otho flies. Oh, yeah. He floats up. Yeah. So he he can fly and well, corrupt Ethan, people. Ethan says he can fly, but... It's more of float. It's like levitating, yeah. But still, he is off the ground. Mm-hmm. And so he's got other powers than what we've been exposed to. And yes. I think it's likely that the other lords do as well. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, that is really cool. I'm glad that 
they are like slowly introducing more things that lords can do. It's really interesting. Going back to how CCRP kind of, or we don't know if it was CCRP, but we're going to say it was because probably. Yeah. <laughs> Who else would do that? I know. Like, yeah. CCRP is crazy. But Otho has this bomb in his head. Yeah. That they put in there as a way to control him when he was growing. Mm-hmm. And Charles has that. And Charles has a detonator switch that he threatens to kill Otho with several times, but we know he won't do that, probably. Yeah. CCRP has some sense. They know that this thing is powerful and dangerous. Um, so Otho, unlike in Guy with the goo and everything, Otho lets out this tone that oh, hurts yeah. you. Or something. And then the person this tone is targeted at begins to scream and... They're, like, the noises become one. They eventually become one. A perfect harmony. Mm -hmm. I just think it's interesting that it is different. Because... It's different from Ingai. Yes. It's another thing pointing at that Otho and Pokey are different things. I think this is another form of his powers being lessened or shifted in some kind of way. Oh, and I thought it was interesting how I didn't write the down the exact line, but at first Otho could only do mind control, but now he can absorb people and become them and they can eat and breathe but they don't think. So that seems like they're zombies, sort of. So maybe they're like the zombies in Guy kind of. Yeah. I think it's like, the same kind of thing. But these guys don't sing songs. Yeah, you're right. They don't sing and dance for us. But yeah. The ones in Guy have been killed. All of them. Oh yeah, there's a distinction that they haven't been killed, right? Yes, these ones are not dead yet. Their hearts are still beating is a line that is said somewhere in there. And so, hopefully, Sophia and bloody-nosed child are okay. Oh, and he can uh, send visions to Hannah. Yes! I, yeah. And it's just Diana, right? Like, we never see him send visions to anyone else? Not to anyone else, as far as we know, yeah. but, I mean, he could've. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the fact that he's able to send out a vision to Hannah, and Webby's not able to block it or anything. Webby says a thing to Hannah about how if Otho gets Hannah's mind, he'll kill all the kids and everyone else. She says, he's contained in Otho now, the he being pokey, trapped in the human shell. Absorbing you will set him free. It's happened before. Mm-hmm. Do we know that event? Like, have we seen it? With the guy who didn't like musicals, he takes the mind of everyone in Hatchetfield, including Hannah. Oh! So... That was what she was talking about then? Maybe. Or, you know... Like a different timeline? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would make sense. And, uh, Pokey's taking after, after, uh, Wiggly. He doesn't like Webby either. I don't know if any of them like Webby. No, I don't think any of them like, like Webby. No one likes Webby. I was gonna say except Hannah, but Hannah <laughs> banished her. No! And Lex used to like Webby, but now 
she kind of doesn't. Yeah. Another thing I wanted to bring up was that Pokey says, he sounds almost exactly like Wiggly when he's, when he's saying this, well. is that he says that he wants to, he's talking about Hannah when he's saying this, that he wants to eat her, and that he's saying... Well, he says, I'll eat them, but Wiggly says, I'll eat you. Yeah. And he says, you're being a rotten little banana, and then he like brings his voice up like that. Does Pokey and... do the banana thing? He does, right? I don't remember him saying that, but I know he calls her Hannah. Yeah. But I don't know if Pokey calls her banana. He might. Maybe I'm thinking of Lex. I think Lex does, or maybe it's Ethan or something. Ethan does. Ethan goes, go banana! Yeah. (laughs) So maybe it's all of them that they kind of, like, do that same kind of thing. Like, they all taunt in, like, the same kind of way. Yeah. Or, like, at least to Hannah, they all taunt her in the same kind of way because they know mm. it'll get to her. Yeah. Because, like, that's how the people who she loves, like, talk to her. Like, call her by that pet name. They know that she doesn't like that. Yeah. These are the only two we've seen interact with Hannah at this point. Unless you want to count Webby, which I don't think we should because not the same. The-, the only two lords who we've seen interact with Hannah. And Webby doesn't do it because she nicer and she knows that Hannah wouldn't like that. I and think. also Webby's kind of a different Webby's a queen in white not a lord in black. And they describe her as uh, an elder being not an eldritch being which I thought was interesting. Yeah. They describe who was it they described as an eldritch horror? I think it's in Daddy. It's a family tree of eldritch horrors. Yeah. That was it. And maybe also in Killer Track. They mention the book in there and there's probably something else yeah well, let me correct myself the family tree was not in daddy the family tree was in killer track not in daddy oh it was in the black book right yes oh one of his lines i don't have it written down but he says uh some like soon this will all be irrelevant it'll what is he talking about what does that mean um can you give a little context for um, I think he's talking to Charles, and he's being, um, he's... I thought um, it was to Hannah. Was it to Hannah? Maybe it's to Hannah. I don't know. But I'm just wondering why he thinks that. Like, will it be when he and her fight? Like, oh, if he thinks... Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. No, 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 you were right. You were right. It is with Charles. Yeah. After he's saying... When he's being all cryptic, yeah. Yeah, when he's talking to Charles... After we fight Hannah Foster, it'll all be irrelevant. Or it's something like that, right? Yeah. I think it's because he knows that if he gets Hannah's mind, he will have won. Mm. He'll be able to do whatever he wants with this town. Yeah. What do you think he wants with the town? I mean, Webby says that he hates every voice but his own, and that so what? He would just like kill them all. Yeah, like, what he does in Guy, I think that's his goal, is to get the whole world and just be able to do what he wants so he doesn't have to listen to anyone else. If he hates every voice but his own in Guy, that's a very interesting way of going about it since he has everyone sing and, like, like, sing and... Well, it's his voice. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you're right. (laughs) Well, do you want to get into the thing of how individual are the... The people who are infected? Sure. So, 
we briefly talked about it in the last one, but we talked about it very poorly, the ways of infection. Yes. Let's do it again here. Okay. It was all over the place. We talked about some stuff in the middle, and it was I mean, like, at the beginning and then end of the middle. It's, so we're going to talk about it all now. Yeah. Okay. So, let's talk about, like, chronologically. What's the first wave of infection that we hear or talk about? Ingesting. Well... Well, that's the first one they talk about, but with the initial meteor, those who are around it get infected as well. But the initial one that we know for certain these people are being infected is after they ingest the coffee that the blue goo has been integrated into. Mm-hmm. And then there's still a close proximity to it? Yeah. Since you're around the people who are singing, then that causes the spiral. More and more people are being infected. Mm-hmm. And puking in your mouth. Yes. And how do we know about that? Uh, the lyric in Inevitable and the commentary track. Mm-hmm. From the, the DVD. The bonus features. Yeah. Yes. And then getting shot. That one's... Well, being the weird killed... Thing. It's as broad as that? Like just being killed? I think so. Being killed and then in contact with someone else who's infected, you will become infected yourself. Oh. I think being killed is a step in the infection process for all of them. Because the coffee is poisoned. Mm. And those who are near the meteor, maybe they were in the theater when the meteor hit. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that well, no, that doesn't work because Bill knows, or maybe Bill, Alice, and Deb were just running late. Oh, yeah, they could have been. But yeah, I think being killed is a requirement regardless. Maybe the last step in infection. How did Sam get infected? He went to Mamma Mia with Zoe. Oh, yeah. So they were in the theater. They were either... They were either crushed or, you know, killed by something else. If just close proximity is all it takes, then that's what it was. And Hitchens got killed by getting his guts ripped out? Yes. <laughs> Same with Charlotte. There is a very fun debate. I don't know if we should do it now or wait till a Hitchens episode. Hitchens infected prior to him when he's singing his when song. When he's singing his song. His show-stopping number. I like to think not. <laughs> but I don't know. I also thought not until the other day I was listening to it. And I feel like maybe he is partially infected. Do we Because see any- he goes back and forth between two voices during this song. He goes from working boys to showstopping number. And we don't get working boys in Inevitable. We get showstopping number. Yeah, you're right. Working boys is the song that Hidgens wrote, but showstopping number is a separate thing. You're right. Is there anyone else who, um, like, goes back and forth like that? Let it out? Yeah. And then... When you touch the goo, maybe you get partially infected. Like, this is the first step. Be- or one of the first steps in one of the processes. Yeah. If you touch... Because he comes in contact with it, as does Emma, which means maybe she was partially infected as well. 
He's not very cautious about it at all. Like, he picks it up and he looks at it. And... I know. It's like, it's real close yeah. to my face. So he touches it before, as says Emma. And you mentioned it briefly in one of the episodes that he touched it before and perhaps mm-hmm. he was infected then. So maybe that's the one of the first things is, well, close, close proximity to the goo, maybe. Yeah. Even. Or... Well, he probably inhaled some spores or something oh, from yeah. the goo. He of held course. it up to his face. It was so close to his face, yeah. Um, so that's the first part. And then he kind of had Pokey in his brain during showstopping number slash working boys. And then when they come and kill him, he fully becomes an infected member of the hive mind. Mm-hmm. And he still seems sort of, like, insane there. Like, not entirely affected since he's... Like, oh no, my not yeah, my tummy. Not my tummy. He's worried about getting his tummy like and his his guts ripped out, so yeah. McNamara. Oh yeah. Well the the thing with this that I think could be a debate as to whether or not he's infected before he talks to Paul is because he's asking Paul if he wants to be with Emma. And we mm-hmm. know revealing what you want to these Oh. Beans is not exactly a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I feel like one of the weirder ones is how Ted gets infected. Since the light is brought up to his face. And I feel like that's very strange. Yeah, that one is odd. He does get shot before. So he's dying at the very yeah. least. And then maybe that's releasing spores. Oh, yeah. That could work. I still don't want to call that, though. Like, Well, it depends on what it actually is representing. Yeah, true. Is that all the major deaths? I think we just, we covered it pretty well. Okay. Are there any other um, moments in that? Uh, not in Guy, no. Okay. Back to Yellow Jacket. Can we talk about the My Milk? Yes. Okay. You want to start it? Uh, sure. So, when I initially watched it, I thought the mind milk was, like, the goo in Guy. But I rewatched it the other day, and it's described extremely differently, like, than how uh, the goo is shown. Like, the mm-hmm. goo is... It's like goo. It's like slime. And this is more of, like, a wetter substance. Like, it doesn't hold together, and you can't, like, play with it like the goo. And don't play with the blue goo. Don't do that. No. <laughs> and like it's uh yeah, like you're supposed to drink it. Yeah. And... So it's described as being like a milkshake. Yeah. So yes, it is different from the different from the goo. It's set I think Eddie says it was created in a lab as well, mm-hmm. like Otho was. Yeah. And it's described as a way of drawing out the kids powers their gift yes it only works for half an hour 30 minutes yeah yeah <laughs> do we really have nothing else to say with that i guess not <laughs> um oh and it pushes webby out well or is that no I guess it sort of helps her out it because hannah ingested the mind milk she her powers were amplified uh there's a really great description. I did not write it down. But of it describes like, her like doors her, unlocking and Yeah. And Webby's feet like skidding on the floor. She's getting pushed back out 
through Hannah's different mind. description than I was talking about. But yes, also a great one. Yeah. Um, but so when Hannah drinks this, she's got access to all of her potential. Yeah. And with all of this potential, she has the power to push Webby away. Mm-hmm. But the milk itself does not do that. Otherwise, Webby would have been... Well, I guess so. Um, banished um, <laughs> earlier Yeah. The, during the match with Spitfire. Oh, I don't know. It's not a big thing, but I think... Otho uses us and we instead of me and I. All the time? Yes. That's interesting. Who do you think he's talking about? Well, I think he also thinks of himself as being multiple beings then. Like the people. Unless, well, this is Otho. So Otho is a piece of Pokey. And yeah, when Pokey's talking through the infecteds and Guy, he it's also... We just keep running into each other, and... You, Paul, us, have defied us thrice. Us, yeah. Yeah, you're right. So I guess he does think of himself as being multiple people. Oh, I'm very curious about the opening song in the episode. Oh, Yellow this? Jacket, the song? Yeah. At first I thought it was... Like singing to her mom, and then I thought it, may, it was maybe literally Pamela, like singing to I don't know, but now I've got no idea. What do you think it means? Uh, what shifted that for you? I don't know. Like, it's it's just weird. Like the location, the house is sort of strange, and like just like the set and. They they've got the cake. It's that thing um, with the cake. It's Hannah's birthday. Me so much. It's, it's really weird, but it seems like it's Lex singing. Like it's she's obviously in yeah, character. I think it's Lex. Um, and the specifically one line, the "Go back to your boys" line. That line stood out to me. It's just being kind of weird. Now I'm gonna be honest with you. I do not know the song as well as I know the other songs in this season. I do not know why. I just... I don't know where in the song that line is. But just what do you think it means? Maybe... Well, the songs in... You know the term. Didactic, non-didactic. Which one is this? Diegetic. Diegetic. Okay. Diegetic takes place in the universe, and non-diegetic takes place, like, outside the universe. So this, a lot of this, the songs in Every Time go back and forth between us. I feel like this one is not... And then some are more narrative. Like... Yeah. We'll maybe do a song episode. That would be really fun. Yeah. Because that shit feels songs, they get Particularly the Nightmare Time ones. Yes. But, yeah. Yeah. But I I'm, just think it's strange. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't really have anything to say about that song in particular, other than the thing with the cake disturbed me quite a bit the first time I watched it. Yeah. I don't know why. It just did. Um, but I guess you asked what shifted it for me. Um, I thought maybe it might have been Pamela because uh, she's smoking. We know that Pamela smokes. But I don't know. It would. It's kind of a weird choice in, to have. Are you uh, saying she's singing kind of at or to Pamela? Or that... Like, maybe Pamela is singing through Lex somehow. But that is a weird choice. <laughs> like, why not just have uh, Jamie sing as... 
Pamela. So um, I don't really know. I think it's if it is a character, not just a fun song to set the scene. It is probably Lex, and if it's not just a song to kind of set the vibe of this story, maybe she's singing either to Pamela, complaining about life yeah. and terrible jobs she's done raising her, or maybe even to Hannah, um, because, well, no, not to Hannah. She loves Hannah. But maybe, you know, siblings, deep down, there's always a little <laughs> bit of anger, just kind of anger at her life situation in general, even. She'd be singing at Webby. Yes, she could. That's a great thought. Yeah. I think she could be singing at Webby. Maybe she could. I wish I knew the song more. Yeah, I don't know it very well. But, yeah. That could be to Webby. Yeah, and one of the the opening... I think the opening line is the uh, the float like a butterfly, sing like a bee yeah. line, which is like a boxing term, but also that like is insects and uh, Webby is like a spider, so that mm. could tie that in. Yeah. Uh, this is kind of going back to something we said earlier, but let's talk about that dream. Maybe it's a dream, maybe it's not. This sequence of Lex in Toy Zone with the sing-along pokies. Why do you think it's a dream? Because... Not a dream, but more like a a vision or something. Because the way all... The dolls are moving. They haven't done this before. Maybe this is just something Pokey can do that the others don't. But that sticks out as a little bit off. Yeah, and I think it's extremely strange and... Like, why is it happening at exactly the same time as her sister is getting... Like, having a fight with this god... Like, <laughs> I think Webby, I, this is why I think it's a vision. Oh. Because Webby's going back to Lex, and we, we know Webby can give visions. Yeah. And I don't think Webby has a whole lot of control over this, because I doubt she would force Hannah to watch Hannah says terrible things. Yeah. People dying, worlds ending. I don't think Webby would expose Hannah at such a young age to those kinds of visions. I think no. maybe her going back to Lex after all this time, maybe a vision was a side effect. And this is that. And the fact that the dolls are moving is weird. And they do. They puke in Lex's mouth. They do! <laughs> yeah. Does that have any... That doesn't have any after effects on Lex, though, right? No, that's also probably a vision. Yeah. Oh, so going back to the boxing ring, the light's coming down on their green, blue, and purple. And oh. I, yeah, and I think that that's got some symbolism behind that. And I don't know what it means yet, but I think it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I have anything to say off of that, but that's interesting that it is colors of that correlate to some of them. Mm-hmm. Not all, though. Yeah. But do you have anything else for Pocotho? No, I have nothing else new for Pokey. I'm good. Oh, we... Maybe we can talk about this a little. When Hannah first sees the viewing box, she... Well, she can't... Can she see through it or just kind of sense through it? Uh, she cannot. She just senses that there's okay. something going on back there. And then we, the audience, can see. Okay. 
but she said she asks him who are you and he responds death rebirth you'll be with us soon mm-hmm. what does he mean <laughs> oh i know what he means he means the uh apotheosis the death the yeah. rebirth the singing like being brought back to life and then the you'll be with us soon like he's gonna get her soon right yeah that's absolutely what he means he yeah. also says later it's not death that awaits you hannah but godhood so yes he's talking about the apotheosis is that what he means in that sentence too i was more i con- completely yes that yeah. is absolutely what i think it's talking about okay did you have something else that it was no i was just more confused by that one because i didn't know if he meant like not really literal godhood, because they would never do that. Like, no, they don't... it's because Hannah's joining him, and he is a god. That That's why he says that. Oh, do you think there's any symbolism of a yellow jacket other than it being, like, sort of stronger than a bee? Oh, the insect. Um, yeah. I mean, like, the insect and the color. I don't know. Do you have any? I don't have anything. Oh, well, it is an insect and Webby's a spider, so there's that connection again, yeah. I don't think it's fair that Eddie picked her spider name. I think Hannah should have. Yeah, I know, I agree. I think she should have been Banana. Yeah, that would (laughs) have been funny. But yeah, it was a little weird that Eddie just forced this upon her. Mm -hmm. Oh, I think it's extremely weird that I think Eddie and both both Eddie and Charles have uh, their shirts undone and like (laughs) I love that have their conversation in the talk back yeah if you see chest hair run have their shirts undone and uh, like the tags hanging down and they look like Wilbur I think that's weird like so there's three like evil guys that look fairly similar like they're bad guys I think Eddie is arguable. I think he's ignorant of this whole situation. I don't think he completely understands what's going on. He's the one with the detonator, though, right? Like, No. Charles has the detonator. Eddie, oh, yeah. Eddie is just... Oh, he's the guy with the gold tooth. Eddie is the guy with the gold tooth. He's just the scout. And when he oh, yeah. brings Hannah in, Charles, like, get, get you gone. He gets rid of Eddie and says to Ethan, you'll never see him again. Yeah, okay. I think, and Eddie says something like, is it magical powers? Who knows? I don't remember if that's what it is. <laughs> but he, he says who knows, and it's like, he doesn't entirely know what's going yeah. on. He's scared of Charles, too. I still think it's weird, though. Like, they all yeah. look fairly similar. It is. I think it's just a really funny coincidence that they all did that. I don't know about a coincidence. But in the like, talk pack, it was a coincidence. They said so? They were, they were like, we both got the, the hidden memo or something. Mm. Well, I don't know. I hope it comes up again later and then, like, they turn a joke or, like, a coincidence into, yeah. like, an actual thing. That would be funny. Like, maybe they're all secretly brothers or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that'd be funny. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Wilbur, his name literally translates to wild boar, which Wil- I think... Wait, which name? Wilbur, Wilbur Cross, or Wiley? Wilbur. Okay. Which I think is interesting. And I don't know how deep it is. What language is that? Or is it just In kind of English. etymology? English. And uh goes back very far. But I think it's interesting. So I think it maybe he has something to do with Nibley somehow. So then you think he's connected to multiple lords then? Yeah, maybe he works for all of them. 
I still think he's just Wiggly. I, I mean, we don't have anything to say yes or no. Wiggly calls him my Uncle Wiley. Oh, yeah, he does. Well, he's kind of possessive of things, though, isn't he? Yeah, Wiggly's a little... Yeah, but maybe he... Because the announcer thing at... Cool. Okay, so the the word Wiley, not spelled how his name is, is kind of... But it's someone who is a character like Uncle Wiley is. And... Like uh, the Wily Birds. Yes, those Wily Birds. And uh, wild boars are kind of in... Like cunning. And, yeah, they're, they're yeah. difficult to kill and hunt. Yeah. And I still think it's so interesting, though. So a Wily... The word Wily could be a word to describe a wild boar. Yeah, true. I still think it's interesting, though. But yeah, that's... I hope it comes back. Yeah. It's... Even if it is a coincidence, okay. it's a cool We're going to try to figure out a way he's connected to the others. So, Wiggly, obvious. Yeah. Nibbly, what you just said. Blinky, potentially an announcer Oh, yeah, voice. announcer, yeah. And then, maybe, like, what happened to Ted's mind to a lesser extent happened to Wiley. Oh, yeah. That would make sense. Like, with Tinky. Yeah. But not to the same extent. Or this could also, whatever happened to Wiley that made him lose his mind. Yeah, yeah, could be. There's a kind of a re. It's not super reoccurring, but it's not uncommon for if someone sees a terrifying. Like there are some beings in certain stories where if you look at this thing, you're gonna go crazy. Oh yeah, of course. So maybe that's, like that's what happened when he saw Weekly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you could say that is the same thing for any of them or you could say that like you could do that for pokey or tanky too but i mean we see him saying <laughs> you see him saying so maybe he got infected uh yeah yeah so it could work i mean if you stretch it far enough but yeah maybe not as well i'm i mean who knows maybe he is like actually biologically their uncle <laughs> that'd be really funny <laughs> you never know I mean, maybe one day we'll find out. Yeah, maybe. So. That would be really funny. Do you have anything new on any of the other lords who we did not get information on with Nightmare Time Season 2? I have... We did get a little bit of Tinky, but... I have something new on Tinky. It's really small, though. Okay. So, everyone, everyone knows this. It's a very popular thing that, like, in the fandom... But translated into Russian, the name Tenoikraxis means dark peanuts. And then translated into Greek, it means the mind carving. But oh, I think, I've never heard that one. I think it's very interesting, which which sort of brings it back to like the Miss Holloway's carving when she does her like her seance. Mm-hmm. That would make sense because she's got she's doing tinky and she also has the puzzle box. So maybe peanuts is literally tinky. <laughs> So, I'd never heard or seen the thing with the carving. I've heard of the Peanuts one somewhere yeah. in some comments. It's section. very popular. But when I, when I did it, it did not give me that answer. So, I'll all, admit, I haven't done it myself. We all I've... know that Google Translate is not a reliable source yeah. ever. And I don't know, because it doesn't give you that result every time. Because yeah. I did test the Peanuts it's one. It's so and annoying. It did not I wish happen. it did. So that does kind of mm-hmm. at least wrinkle this idea. Yeah. 
I mean, it's not huge, which doesn't really matter that much, but I still think it's interesting. If Peanuts was tanky. I want Peanuts to appear. I really... But yeah, I want Peanuts to appear at some point, because I think we've all kind of just been forced to love Peanuts at this point. Peanuts is great. Because Emma, who doesn't like a lot of people, likes Peanuts. Yeah. Paul likes Peanuts. There's a really great song about Peanuts. Peanuts song is so random. Oh my god. I love it so much. (laughs) It's, it's, it's great. But, um... Which brings back the thing. Like, why is the Peanuts song in the Tinky episode? Yeah, that's... What is going on there? That's a good thing. But there's also... There was something, I think, Nick Lang put on Twitter somewhere that Peanuts is actually a female. Mm-hmm. Which does slightly yeah, mess with up the thing. A little but bit. But not... I mean, it doesn't exactly matter. It's still interesting. Um, and then... I hope if we do meet Peanuts, because we know Queens and White exist, mm-hmm. maybe Peanuts is one of those. That would be really great. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I don't know why I want to meet Peanuts. He's just fun. <laughs> so in Yellow Jacket, we meet Eddie Chiplucky, which is a great name. And also, which is an extremely interesting connection, in Guy, there's this character named Papa Eddie. So yeah, really similar names. And was there something else that connected them? Well, Papa Ed appears in the Peanuts song and is played by Kurt Mega. Yeah. So like, are they one the same? What's what's going on? Maybe. So yeah, that's just interesting. And maybe that's Peanuts' dad. Who knows? So let's talk about Wiggly's birthday. It's Christmas Day. That is Wiggly's birthday. Yeah. It's more of the buying him and, like, buying things, right? Because Christmas, Frank talks about that. He talks about 400 on average is what you'll spend on presents. Uh, yeah. I think it's just kind of a a reference. Because Christmas is a religious holiday. So, and Wiggly does have his own exciting new religion, led yes. by Linda. What I do find interesting about this is that this event takes place on Black Friday and... His birthday is set to be Christmas. I know, that's which very means far away. It takes a while for them to make this portal or do whatever they have to do in order to get Wiggly to Hatchetfield. To be born, yeah. yeah. So, what exactly are they doing that takes so long? I don't know. It, must, it seems pretty boring, right? Like, Well, I don't know. Magic is hardly ever boring. And yes. they would not have done it in the mall because the mall is burned down. Oh, yeah. True. I think likely it would have been in the woods or well, if... They wouldn't have burned it down at that point. It only got burned down because of Lex. So the mall is gone, right? Or is it still there? I'm really confused. Are we talking about if the if he had been born or not? So if Black Friday ended differently and something happened and our... I guess heroes, fourth perspective, yeah. died or were, uh-huh. if our heroes died or were held captive or something instead of being killed, though they probably would get killed. Yeah. Sacrifice to Wiggly, burn with the Cinnabon. Yeah. Uh, and then what would the, so yeah, you're right, the mall would still be there. So he would have been born in the mall. Probably. Um, yeah. I'm wondering about what part of the mall, like, a shoe store? Like a, a restaurant? What part? Um, Would he have requested what part? 
probably. Well, we don't really know Maybe. a whole lot about the way Lakeside is set up or yeah, anything. True. But other than the Toy Zones, Toy Zone is there. And I think that's all we know about the mall, right? Any yeah. other stores are for sure there. I don't know. Well, there was the Cinnabon, but not anymore. Was it a part of the mall, though? Well, it's in the mall. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Linda wouldn't go, like, down the street to burn the Cinnabon. She doesn't have time for that. We know a few other stores next to Season 2, but I don't know if they're in the mall. Yeah. Guitar Zone and Party Zone. Oh, yeah. Nameless Liquor Store. Mm-hmm. And Miss Retro's was also the new one. So, yeah, so, like, going back to if they each have, like, a specific location, like, Wiggly's would probably be the mall if he was born there. And Pokey's, his would probably be the Starlight, right? Yeah. I don't know where else his would be. I mean, you could make an argument for the Rollerama, but I think the Starlight is more prominent than that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Blinky's would be Watcher World. I think his would probably be CCRP, right? Or we don't have a lot on Tinky right now. I guess it could be the Natural History Museum. Where... Is it Natural History Museum? Yeah, it's where Paul and Emma got married. <laughs> I did not remember that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then Nibley's would, I guess, be just be the Witchwood. Well, I think it likely that the the, the church Festival? has some kind of church, like a building, yeah, somewhere. Probably in the woods, right? Oh, yeah. Everything is in the woods. But they've got some center of operations. Actually, no. It's probably in Starry Cove. Why? The Starry Children. Yeah, it probably is. Good point. (laughs) But, yes, I think Nibley is is tied to them. Mm -hmm. This is another thing that the group is probably mostly, if not completely, for Nibley, not the others. And then, do we know how Wiggly's able to talk to people in the real world? And how is he able to, like, project himself through uh, Ethan's... It's his dead body, right? Debatable. At that point? Debatable, but one of the options is yes. Yeah, I want to know what you have to say about that, too. So the only person we see Wiggly talk to directly is Hannah. And Hannah, we know, has psychic abilities that others do not. Oh, yeah. And... Pokey is able to give Hannah visions, and I think Wiggly gave Hannah the vision that is Ethan, potentially. Mm. That is our other option, if it's not him possessing his lifeless corpse. Yeah. He's able to talk to Hannah when she's holding the Wiggly doll. Oh, yeah, you're right. But that's it. With the exception of when they are in Miss Holloway's Nightmare Time. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we do kind of see him talk to Linda, but we don't get that audio ourselves. Yeah, I'm very curious of how that works. Like, well, what what is Wilbur doing, like, when he... Do like, you does see that him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Linda was chosen long ago to bring about the birth of Wiley's friend Wind. Yeah. How long is long ago to him? I think like, it would subjective. be... It would make sense if it was in the Black Book. Oh, like it's prophesized? Yeah. That would be cool, yeah. But so Linda's... This is another... Linda's directly tied to Wiggly. And so Linda can talk to him because she's got this tie of some kind to Mm -hmm. him. But it only starts happening when Wiley is there. 
Or perhaps Wiley is just talking to Linda, pretending to be Wiggly, or in Linda's eyes, this god. Oh. Um, because when Linda finally does get a Wiggly doll, Linda's talking like she can hear him. Yeah. She's like, your voice is so far away. And then when she finally has one, she says, I hear his voice. I hear his voice. Yeah. And launch into song. Yep. So we see him talk to those two, but that's it. And, well, they're in the black and white the other time we see him talking, so that's not the same debate here. I'm very curious how, how are Tanky and Blinky able to get out of the black and white? Is that just more of a power thing? Like how? Is it actually them? They're described as being in bodysuits. Oh, yeah. I guess you're right. That does bring back up that question, yeah. Oh, this is going back to Yellow Jacket, but do you think that there are other, like, dolls of the other lords? Since yes. there's a sing-along pokey doll and tickle me wiggly doll? Yes. I think they're... <laughs> well, do you... I don't know if they'd get sold at Toy Zone. What do you think they would be called? Got tickle me wiggly, sing-along pokey, feed me nibbly. <laughs> yes. Toy with me, Tinky. Tell time, Tinky. Maybe that would be one. And what would Blinky be? Well, the Blinky dolls exist, and they're just called Blinky dolls. Yeah, you're right. But if they weren't sold with toys, then what would they be called? Blinky doll, now sold with binoculars. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hmm. The Blinky doll name. I guess the only thing I can think of is, like, watch me, Blinky, but that doesn't make any sense. You could twist it in something, like, with Watcher World, yeah. We apologize for any volume change or background noise you might hear. We're in a different location this time than we were last recording. Let's get back into it. Okay. Do you think that Wiggly can only be born on Christmas? That's a good question. I'm not really sure. Because he says to uh, the president when he goes into the black and white that, that it's going to be his birthday on Christmas. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I Maybe. Because Nibbly, only, Nibbly only has that one day. So yeah. I guess it makes sense if Wiggly has one, too. Oh, and we know who, who... Like, which actor plays each lord now. Like... Well, I'm still sort of confused on who plays Nibbly, since it says in the Nibbly Diddy song that uh, Dylan plays him, but, like, it doesn't look like Dylan's mouth. I think it's Nick. It looks like Nick, though, right? Like... Yeah. But it says, like, in the song, it says, uh, credits, it says, um, James and Kurt and then Dylan. Yeah, he was probably, he just had vocals in there, but not a video. Like how Lauren and John were in Next Time? I don't know, maybe... Because Nibbly doesn't sing Nibbly Diddy. I know, but, like, it's still weird to put that there. I think that's what it was. But maybe. Yeah. Who do you think paid $7,000 for a Wiggly? Because Ethan says, got someone willing to pay seven, and then Lex says, 700, and then he says, no, 7,000, and they all get really excited. Yeah. Um, is this person, does this person need to be in Hatchetfield? I feel like it could oh, be anywhere. Oh, maybe? Or the world. I mean, yeah. If it was someone in Hatchet Field, the only person we know wanted one who didn't get one is Bill. But I don't think Bill would pay $7,000 for a Wiggly doll. Oh, yeah, he does want one. Paul says that 
his buddy Bill wants one, yeah. No, I don't think Bill has that kind of money to no. just waste on a Wiggly doll. Yeah, I don't know. There's no one really that it points to at all. I mean, there's Sherman, but Sherman's already in line. Yeah, Sherman. Sheila's and, not going to give him any more money yeah, than she and already has Sherman's for these already, dolls. Sherman's already planning on buying all of the dolls, so there's no, like, not really any point in him trying to buy one online. But I'm not sure. I feel like it's going to come back later, maybe. <laughs> I mean, like, everything in Asha feels like that. Like, it always comes back. Oh, no. Not everything. A lot of stuff, though. Yeah. Like, nothing is just one-off. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you think that the Lords have prepared things in advance, or do you think they're, like, making things up as they go? I think a little both. Like, anyone who plans anything, something's going to go wrong along the way, and then they have to figure out yeah. how to get back on track, and then something else throws them off track. There's some kind of plan. Like, Wiggly's plan is corrupt these people using these dolls, Find a profit. Find Linda. Yeah, find Linda. Because Linda is, she's chosen long ago. Mm -hmm. To bring about the birth of a Wendy Wend, yeah. Yes, and then have Linda lead the corrupted people into building the portal for him. Yeah. So that is his plan, but of course things go awry with Mm -hmm. McNamara and Hannah and everything. And I don't think, Blinky doesn't have a plan. He's sort of just there for the ride, like, he's just having fun. Blinky is kind of just having fun watching these things happen what about tinky i feel like he's kind of the same as blinky like yeah tinky's just playing with people for fun as far as we know so far yeah i mean and then maybe there's something deeper than that yeah (laughs) and then nibbly has his plan since he's been doing it for uh 75 years yeah but while he's on the earth what what is he doing yeah (laughs) there's that question again like why What's your plan? Like, why are you doing this? What do you want? Mm-hmm. And then Pokey. Yeah. He's, we, we know his plan. We know Pokey's plan. Yeah. yeah. He's very vocal about his plan. Can you guess, like, as to who their daddy is? The like, Lords? Yeah. Well, I think if the Lords have a daddy, we haven't met them yet. Because Nick only comes in for that one line in the Nightmare Time theme song in the beginning yeah so if it were if like if we ever meet him i think it would be him like he would play that character oh yeah that'd be cool yeah yeah oh do we think that blinky dies i rewatched the clip where he got shot the other day and al shoots him mm-hmm. in the eye and he's got like the i think it's the purple sludge that like spills out over his eye and it, <laughs> it goes, goes the like, whole park yeah and into the woods like dispersing into the woods yeah mm-hmm and he, like, screams in pain. He does scream. That could just be him screaming in pain, not, like, actually knowing that he's going to die. It's... Because if he did die, we probably won't see him again. Which... I think we'll probably see all of these guys again. Yeah. They're too good to just throw away like that. Maybe he did die and there's a way for him to come back somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have any ideas on it? I mean, I don't know if he can like regenerate himself like that if we're going by their order that's said he'd be like the second least powerful lord so i don't know if he can like regenerate himself like that or like be brought back to life so maybe he needs help like that maybe he's like miss holloway somehow yeah 
I don't know if we should take that order as being their power level as something we take into account frequently. Yeah. Because that's... It's not like it's a great yet. idea, but <laughs> mm. it's, a, it's a little it's not so abstract yet. that it's kind of... If we base well, other things on it's that. It's not abstract since it's happened so frequently. But it's not abstract, but we don't know not, what the order means. Yeah, it's not confirmed yet. I did some research on Wiggly, and he is similar to uh, Cthulhu, since he's got, oh, yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> sleeping and underwater, and he's, like, an underwater guy. And, and you know, his face. Yeah, his face. And Cthulhu is described as being, he has, like, vast, dark powers, and mm-hmm. he can do, like, magic and telepathy and stuff. Oh, and he can make people go crazy. Which, that kind of brings it back to the Wilbur thing. Like, if Wilbur saw Wiggly, then that, like, made him lose his mind, maybe. If that's... Yeah. And I just think that's interesting that they're, like, pulling from this world. I think yeah, it's really yeah. cool. Yeah. So, one of the lines in... I don't remember which song it is. Let's just say it, and then I'll probably have it. Um, one of the lines is that Wiggly preys on the worst of your fears. Which song is that in? In Made in America, there's a thing. Um, um, do you think we've, like, seen this before? That sort of, like, pokey thing, like him going after what you want. This is, like, Wiggly's way of getting people, kind of. Yeah. I, I think we talked about this in the first part, how they all do this. Yeah. But, like, is there an exact thing that we can pinpoint and say, like, this is an example of that? him preying on fears or he they prey on wants more than fears but it could be the fear of not getting the thing that you want yeah linda's is the most obvious Mm -hmm. with her wanting to be adored and loved and then tom's is he's doesn't want to like lose his son he's worried about that like he still wants his son to love him and he's trying to like reconnect with him again yeah i don't know if there's a whole lot to go on here Oh, in the in the Wiggle song, when Linda's singing, one of her lines is, all the wills that he will have to bend when he ascends. Yes. Do you have anything on that? That's how, that's, I think that's referring to how he kind like of corruption. messes with your mind and yeah. then bends you to his will, kind of. Pokey does that more directly, but Wiggly does it in his own way as well. And then this person will do what Wiggly, or what Linda tells them to. Yeah, but Ascend made me think, like, it's down below, like, they're, he's coming up from, like, under the ground, or, like, I don't know if it's literally under the ground, but, like, metaphorically, like, the black and white is, like, beneath our feet or something. Hmm. I think it's, it could, it, it could be that, Yeah. I think it's more along the lines of McNamara says something about trying to stop the birth of a god, and godhood is normally you ascend to that. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I remembered since we recorded the first part, we, when we were doing people with who we don't know the last names, we left out two very important ones. We don't know Deb's last name. And I can't believe we forgot them, but Ziggs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We didn't do their last name. But yeah, yeah, I was surprised when we didn't get their last name, since we got, like, so many new characters in mm-hmm. uh, Honey Queen. Like, 
I wrote down like 15 or you like, wrote them all down I wrote them all down we got so many new characters like it was crazy yeah and we got like first and last names too yeah I was very surprised yeah all right do we have anything else for this episode or are we good I think we're good okay Alright, that's all for this episode. We mostly talked about Nibbly and Pokey's debuts and how they each work and operate the Church of the Starry Children and its connection to Nibbly. And we touched a little bit on Tinky, Blinky, and and Wiggly as well. Thank you so much for joining the Apotheosis today. Next episode, we will talk about the Fosters. So Hannah, Lex, Pamela, and we'll probably talk a little on Ethan as well. Our doors are open, so don't be scared to contact us at the Apotheosis Podcast on Instagram, Gmail, and YouTube. We hope you have a la-di-da-da day.